York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. Yep, what's going on? This is Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time Show here to give you that Knicks talk just in the Nick of Time. And it's time to talk about a Knicks loss after a three game winning streak. The Knicks lose to the Memphis Grizzlies 114 to 108 after scoring 40 points in the third quarter and leading by 15. An epic collapse take pl- took place. John Morant took over. The Knicks did not have answers. And once again, the Knicks collapsed in the fourth quarter. And we did not have a third quarter due this time today. It was the fourth quarter of June. And when you're looking at this box store, we had a lot of Knicks. I mean, a couple of Knicks who did well, you know. We had Julius Randle give you 36 points, 12 rebounds, and 6 assists. Um, we have Burks who gave you 18 points and 5 assists. You have Barrett, the Bodman himself, gave you 23 points and 7 rebounds. And Mitch Robinson really had a really nice game, even though he got into foul trouble. He gave you uh, 10 points, 16 rebounds, 4 assists, and 4 blocks. But the Knicks cannot overcome the 16 blocks by these Memphis Grizzlies and end up losing once again. And to make matters worse, uh, the Hornets and the Atlanta Hawks won today, which means we are now four and a half back um, at that 10th place play-in. And we're going to talk about the game. Before we talk about the game, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button and please comment and share your friends. Share share all this content with your fellow Knicks fans so we can have the, the KO team name rise up on YouTube and the algorithms can out of algorithm. All right. So shout out to my guys in the chat. And also, I have to introduce my man, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G's in the building. The Knicks should have had this game, but unfortunately, fourth quarter execution led to the Knicks of my tonight. Yeah, the fourth quarter execution led to the Knicks demise tonight for sure. And it was one of those games where, you know, this this game started off, I feel like Randall and these guys kind of remember what happened in New York because the last game between the the, the Knicks and the Memphis Grizzlies ended kind of spicy, right? It ended kind of spicy. It ended with Randall and John Morant yelling at each other at the end. You saw the last game, Randall was, uh, he was joining the Grizzlies timeout. <laughs> and I think didn't Bane push quickly or something like that? Did I, am I mistaken? But there was a lot of drama in that first Knicks Grizzlies game. So I really feel like the Knicks really wanted this one and fell a little, a little bit short. And and Julius Randle wanted wanted himself too. He he had a good game and at least in the first. It seems like he's starting to you know emerge he's starting to hit the three of regularity once again um with no ob topping it seemed like he he had some heart he was pushing the pace he's playing offense and defense it just never you know once again the fourth quarter things didn't come our way like i don't know let me what did you see in the fourth quarter ryan what do you think the, the licks were lacking what that led to the collapse well i think what the knicks try to do is they just try to lean on their best two players. They try to lean on Julius Randle. They try to lean on R.J. Barrett. The only thing was that it was a lot of one-on-one ball. Yeah. And and the thing with the Grizzlies is that a team with a team like the Grizzlies, where the Grizzlies know how to play defense, and they guard the rim. So 
So when you go in one on one against a team like that, especially late in, in late game situations, they try to get into the paint. They try to, you know, get an easy basket. But then when you have guys like Jaron Jackson and those guys in the paint who can, you know, swallow up shots, it makes it rough for them because I think RJ Barrett had a had a shot blocked late by Jaron Jackson in the paint. And also Randall couldn't get into the paint as well. So, you know, the Knicks were following their game plan throughout the game, which, which I believe is, you know, try to penetrate the paint and try to make something happen. But the thing is that they just forced up shots in the yep. paint. You know, there was no, you know, trying to see if they could draw defenders and then kick it back out to see if they could get an open shot or nothing like that. And the turnovers killed them as well, too, in the fourth quarter, especially in the game, too. So you combine those two, and then you then you have John Morant going off that combined with the Knicks, you know, and the Blues in this game. Yeah, the the ball movement was, was lacking from the rip. Um, I didn't like the way R.J. Barrett played today, man. I didn't like the way he played today. Like, I I feel like, especially in that fourth quarter, I mean, I know I know that uh, his game is going to the basket and drawing fouls. I know that's part of his game. But I felt like he started off slow in that first quarter. And then sometimes when he starts off slow, he spends more time trying to get himself going than reading the game. And... There was a, to me there was like a pivotal play in that fourth quarter where um like you said we didn't spray the ball out he got all the way to the tooth of the defense they already had so many blocks um IQ was wide open in the corner for 3 and IQ already hit a wide open 3 previously to that and he kind of just decides to drive into three people that was the RJ I kind of saw like a few years ago you know what I mean yeah and I feel like he didn't you know I feel like he could have um he could have facilitated a little more and looked less to call his number and kind of mix it up a little bit. And I'm pretty sure he's going to see it on the tape. And, like, the way, the way we even got that 40-point lead was spreading the ball, pushing the ball, pushing the pace, and um, and sharing the ball. And I feel like, Ju- to, to be honest, I feel like Julius was, was a lot of the catalyst for that big third quarter. I mean, with Julius and Randall. I mean, Julius and Randall. Julius <laughs> and RJ <laughs> were both kind of a one-two punch. And isolating and devastating, like Clyde would say. But I felt like Julius did a really good job playing defense and pushing the ball up. Uh, and, and I think the team did in general, and I think they got away from that in the fourth quarter. Yeah, most definitely. Um, that, that was basically the recipe to the third quarter right there. They played defense. They created turnovers, off rebounds. They pushed the pace. Got easy baskets. They were able to push the lead. I think it was about 17, I think, because they were up like 99-81, I believe. Yeah. At one point, yeah, yeah, but then, yeah, in the fourth quarter, they got away from that, and they started slowing the pace down again, bringing the ball up the court slowly, where we already know Knicks is probably one of the worst half-court teams in the league. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they started slowing the pace in the fourth quarter and running the half-court offense, which isn't doing well for them. I, and, I, and I would think if against a team like the Grizzlies, where you know the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies are a good defensive team, and they have a lot of people who could block shots in the paint. I would think you want to speed up the pace against a team like that and not have to face them in the half court. Well, so, Alec, well, Alec Burks was kind of um, doing his Alec Burkish things. Alec Burks, I'm like, <laughs> we've, been, we've been cracking on Alec Burks all season. The last few games, he's had a pretty good game. All right, Alec Burks, um, 18 points on a night, six rebounds and five assists. He's facilitating well. I see. He had some really nice passes today. I'm not even gonna lie. He he. he 
He hit Julius Randle on a roll in the pink and roll. He's been kicking out some shots, and he's been hitting open threes. Alec Burks had a really nice game today, and um, he hasn't really had a really good fourth quarter in a long time. And I think for the first, I feel like for that first part of that fourth quarter, once the second unit kind of blew the league, Tom Thibodeau was was uh, calling Alec Burks' number. And I think that was a lot of the reason why the game kind of fell apart because the coach was calling Alec Burks' number. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's, that's the reason why the pace was as slow as it was in that fourth quarter because the coach is calling Alec Burks' number. And we wasn't doing what we was doing beforehand, which was pushing the ball because that's what was working. We kind of just went away from that. So, I mean, it is what it is, man. This this is why – this is one of those games where it's like you just – you need a star, man. You need a star. You need a star, and we didn't have one tonight. And you know what? We're trying to develop RJ into one, and I feel like he didn't get the ball till late. And then when he even did get the ball, he didn't really, um, he didn't really make the, sh- the shots or the plays that we wanted him to do. We wanted him to make. So and now it's unfortunate. And uh, I feel like we wasted a good game too for Mitch, even though he got into foul trouble. Mitch had like a ten point, sixteen rebound game, and four assists. Like, and I feel like he battled Steve Adams today. So. It's a whole bunch of wrong today, uh, but, man, this, this is one of those games where we wish we had a, a floor general for real or we just even hope that RJ kind of develops into one in the future. Yeah, yeah pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. I don't know. This might be a short show. We'll see. I feel like everybody's shell-shocked after the three-game game, three game winning streak coming into this Memphis game and, 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 and blowing it in the fourth quarter. But uh, let's, let's get the call in. First call up. You have RJ from Jersey, not to be confused with RJ Barrett. <laughs> hey guys, what's going on? What's going on, man? Hey man. What's going on? Um, you know, if you want to take a positive from this game, you guys are just getting to it. Mitch looks great. Yeah. Um, tonight I mean I don't remember the last time he had four assists. <laughs> um, but he was great. He had the double double. And nights like this is is why you lean towards paying him. Yep. Um, and you know some of his flaws offensively, I think, also attribute. Sure, he does need some more moves and stuff, but it also attributes to not having a point guard. And tonight we saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I think if he got you know an updated playbook that features him a little more, that also help. But um. Yeah, I thought Mitch looked great tonight, and sure, some things scare me, the health. Every time this guy falls down, I brace myself. Yeah. But I, I, I guess my question to you guys is, how high would you go in the off season? Because I really like him, and I'm, I think I'm willing to throw him like 55 over four years, which is, I think, a, like, I think 55. I think that's like 14 a year. Um. I don't want to go too high. I don't know what the the minimum is, right? But um, I I'm willing to go too high. I'm just like I would pay him. I want to pay him. I'm just worried about because there's always that one team who, you know, could throw him the bag bag. Right. Yeah. You know, I feel like there's always that one because we're already hearing like three other teams are interested. Like I heard Chicago, Detroit, Miami. Although I don't know how interested they are, but I'm just. Yeah, I guess I'm just curious as to how high would you guys go when it comes to Mitch. But I'm I'm optimistic. Got you. Got Thanks you. for taking the call, guys. 
I know. All right, no problem. Thanks for calling, RJ. Well, um, as, as you know, I mean, okay, so for guys, for those who don't know, the Knicks and and, and Mitchell Robinson, they have been in talks for an extension. He's eligible for four years, $48 million. The Knicks have not offered anywhere close to that. That has That's what has been reported. Um, I would definitely offer the four years, $48 million. And we have until, um, I forgot what the deadline is. I think it's, uh, is it June? I feel, I feel like it might be June 30th. And, and so he can get over that from another team. So maybe, I don't know what the Knicks are doing. Maybe the Knicks are playing hardball. But um, if they really want to keep niche, I will try to get closer to that number for sure. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. I already said on another show. Four years, 48 mil, I would give him no hesitation. I'd be like, yo, here you go. Four That's years, 48 mil, and sign him up for the next four years. Uh, no hesitation from me. No, nah, me neither. If you, you've listened to the show before, you heard me say uh, last year, I was, I, was, I was like, listen, I would have signed him last season for $8 million on good faith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I was saying that last season because I'm looking at this kid. I'm like, all right, his floor is, you know, a shot-blocking menace. Like even to me, it was like he's just valuable to the team. If he doesn't even get any better, he's valuable to the team. That's the way I saw it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And right now, you saw it today. Like <laughs> Mitch's numbers is ridiculous. Eight offensive rebounds, battling Steve Adams, and eight defensive rebounds, four assists. The the, the steals is something new. The three steals is crazy, and it's getting to a point where the coach is even getting comfortable switching him onto guards and such he, he said that in some other interview he was like oh yeah we welcome a switch into mitch go ahead go ahead switch off of him um even today like i let me know if i'm wrong right i saw i felt like rj was trying to funnel john Morant into mitch just like the first game i don't know if i really like that strategy but i mean i guess i can't complain because it seems the second time in a row where morant didn't really shoot well and you know I mean, Morant took 33 shots. It had 37 points. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's. I think they pretty much did a similar... I think they did a similar thing in the first game as well. I think they were trying to funnel John Morant into Mitch, and and, and, I, and I, don't think, I don't think Morant had a good game against the Knicks that first game either. I think he scored well, but he took a lot of shots to get those amount of points, and the same thing happened tonight. So I think it was a pretty good strategy, especially seeing that, you know, at least lately, Mitch looks like he can hold his own against guards. And when guards do penetrate into the paint, Mitch does alter their shots and block their shots. Because I think he blocked Morant, like, what, once tonight? Or, like, once or twice tonight as well? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think it's a pretty good strategy to funnel him into Mitch because Mitch has proven that he's a good um, rim protector and... You have to try whatever you can to stop John Morant because there's not many that can, you know, even slow this man down in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I'm. you're right about that, man. You're definitely right about that. But um, I would definitely give Mitch um, – I know he said he would give Mitch $15 million. Um, Shoot, I might – if it takes that. But um, I think that's my cap cap in my mind. I do feel yeah. like he might, um, he might overplay – he might outgrow that number – in years to come if he keeps improving because like uh like he has to he, if he's healthy because you know he hasn't been healthy last summer he should be he should get better and hopefully he will get better for us and we actually keep him so yeah 
Uh, no doubt about it, Mitch was probably the, the bright spot of the game today. Um, and the other bright spot might just be uh, Will Kyflage's glasses, because that... that... <laughs> <laughs> Because, <laughs> yeah, Walt, Walt was looking spiffy today, so shout-out to Walt Clyde Frazier, man. <laughs> style on style. But everything else today was just Bruh. it was crazy. And and we've had our nice little run of Knicks Nation and the bench running things, but today it did not quite go as planned. Uh, I feel like the, the bench set them back in the game in that second quarter. Um, I don't even really, but the thing is, you know what? I, I heard Tibbs talking, and he blamed. Maybe you might say they let go of the rope in the in the third end of the third quarter, but I feel like the second quarter. I feel like Julius Randle had a lot to do with it because I feel like he was going a little bit too much ISO, and not even going to the rim, but like kind of the pull up Jays, and it wasn't really working. I feel like that was, had a lot to do with why we, you know. Why we fell behind when McBride and IQ have played together today? Because that's been the combination that's been ultimately working um, for these last few games. I'm just hoping that Tibbs doesn't sour on that moving forward because it happened one bat one time. Because that's that's a Tibbs thing to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you already see what Jericho Sims because since that one game where Tibbs subbed out subbed him out early because he had the two fouls and put in Todd. Sims have not seen much playing time at all lately. So I think the only reason he even got into the game into the fourth quarter was because Todd Gibson fouled out. And yeah. Mitch had five fouls. So yeah. I think, you know, we were optimistic at first, saying that, you know, maybe Sims have turned a corner by playing Sims more and benching Todd. But it's it's really the same old Sims. Yeah. Because once, once the Knicks started winning, those minutes went right back to Todd and Sims started, you know, right the bench again. So... Yeah, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, man, Sims with five minutes and 48 seconds has only been playing like five, minute, five minutes of, uh, in the last few games. And it sucks, man, because it's, it's like, what did he do to deserve this? Like, Tops is in foul trouble all night. I don't get it. And you have Steve Adams, who's a monster. Like, I, I hate playing Taj against these big guys. I mean, I do get that, you know, he's a power forward, so I get the lineup where he was next to Mitch Robinson and... and in like the third, I get that, but there's no reason to be playing him at center at this point. It's just not. I just yeah. Don't All right, next caller up. We got our man Big Reaper. Big Reaper, let us know what you want to talk about, sir. Hey, what's up, fellas? Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, I mean the the Knicks they played tough today. They tried, gave it their best, but it was just that um, I kind of felt like um, it was just kind of the substitutions. Uh, end of the third quarter into the fourth quarter, just kind of that was a little tough because I felt like he brought Julius back in a little too early. I think he brought him in with like ten minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Barely, barely got a breather. Probably gassed, yeah. And so if you notice, yeah, he was gassed in the fourth quarter. So he had he basically had nothing, not much uh, much legs either. And uh, that's just kind of like what I saw with it. And um, I was actually just looking at some, you know, with um, yeah, I, I agree with you guys with like. Uh, with uh, when McBride was in there with Q, uh, quickly today, it was just like it was a little off that they kind of get outscored. I gotta, I need to go back and watch the game. I was actually babysitting while I was watching, so <laughs> I missed a lot. Understood. Yeah, well, I, I'll say quickly got uh, quickly didn't turn the ball over that much usually, but he had. I feel like 
He had a couple of turnovers in the second quarter that contributed to the the lead ballooning in the second quarter. And the end of the mm-hmm. third. Um and the end of the third, I think I think the coach I think John Moran just John Moranted. I don't really think it was like <laughs> I don't really think it was like, oh, they was playing so bad. It's just John Morant just put his foot on the gas. And what are you gonna yeah. do when that happens? <laughs> that, yeah. that's basically what happened to me, at least. It's like it is yeah. what it is. It's, jo- it's freaking John Morant and McBride is trying to guard him. <laughs> yeah. And then the other thing there was like the one the last play before they sat uh McBride in the fourth quarter. I mean, he went one on one with John Morant. I mean like he was it was like on the island in isolation. I mean like who on the Knicks team can actually do that, right? Right. Against John Morant. Mm-hmm. And tips at him because of that. I'm like, Okay, great. <laughs> like <laughs> it's a little it's his fault, right? You know? It, it, uh, exactly. So it was just, you know, and he had no help either. It was just it was just the weirdest thing. Like we get killed all the time from the three point line because we're constantly overhelping all the time. Yep. Right? We constantly overhelp and for some reason in that one situation they just like left him alone. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Left him hanging out there by himself. Yeah. So, I think Mitch was out there too, which is kinda of interesting because Mitch is usually the one to come over and help, but that was a weird situation. Yeah. Maybe maybe they just felt like McBride is the man he can handle himself. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But you're right about that. That's probably what they thought, maybe. But, like, uh, yeah, I mean, it was like, I'm kind of glad they, they fought. I kind of wish, like, you know, this is kind of getting to the uh, kind of part of the season with, you know, we're winning some games, and then obviously now we're losing a little bit. I still kind of want to see him play these kids a, a little more. Um I mean, it's great, you know, if we win the game, but I, I just think they need more minutes. I don't care if we lose. You know, we have to, like, I'm just tired of seeing the Frank Nilkinas, Kevin Knoxes, and now Obi Toppin might be going towards that, uh, down that route. We yeah. need to start training our kids. It just doesn't make any sense. I don't care if you think they're not ready. Play them until they're ready. Yeah, so. I, I, I definitely agree, man. Yeah. Uh, and this was a night where, I mean, I, I Oh man, pour some out for for Cam Reddish and his shoulder because that one hurt. Yeah, because <laughs> I made a video about it, but I didn't really talk to you guys about it live on the stream. Because this is one of the like, because yeah. you know, like we said, Julius Randle was gassed, Taj Gibson in foul trouble. This is a night where you wish you had somebody else in here. Obi Toppin was rumored to come back today, or he was a game time decision. Obviously, game time came and he never came back. But uh, man, it would have been yeah. nice to have Cam Reddish here today because we just needed something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that we're definitely shorthanded. That was a big part of it too. I definitely agree with you on that. And uh, Taj Gibson, it just wasn't his. Like this is just one of those games where it's just like, you know, the dude is like 38 years old, right? And then he's undersized a little bit, and you're trying to have him play center sometimes against like Adams, and even like play against like this kid Jackson. Right. I mean, yeah. it's just not gonna work these games, and so. It's kind of one of those games where it's, it's just really tough. And I kind of felt like, you know, we kind of have some of these games. It's like, Todd is great. He's very effective when he gets the right matchups. Yeah. But some of these games where these guys are bigger, stronger, and faster. It's rough. I mean, it's just, you know, it gets really tough for him. And so, I honestly, you know, all those Sims struggled a little bit, especially in that fourth quarter. With But it was only a couple of plays. I mean, I think you just kind of... 
it's just one of those that you got to start early with sims you know? yeah yeah well, you you played him five you know? two minutes and you, you you throw him in at crunch time and wondering why why he struggled yeah. he's only played freaking five minutes a game for the last three games after he played 20 and uh, after he played like 20 or something and and when he played the 20 you start to see he started to get a rhythm going <laughs> so it's like yeah. i like so you can't be mad he you throw him in the game with the game on the line and he messes up. Like get the get to do some freaking minutes. Like gee, it's not like he it's not like the last few games he sucked. It's not like he was really exactly. bad. Like I just I, I don't get bro, I do not get it. I don't get it. Well exactly one of those things where you say is like Tizzy Tibbin because Tizzy Tibbin, <laughs> man. Like, <laughs> yo, he's like he'll put you out there in crunch time. He he did the Frank thing with Keen on him. <laughs> put you out there in crunch time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the only five seconds he's played the whole game. And if you fail, you're done. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh it it is what it is. But you know, I'm glad they kinda they fought though. It was like they fought, um, and then it just kind of like during that fourth quarter, and I was just surprised how they were able to turn it up. They're so fast, that team, man. It's unbelievable. Yeah, you know, they are. Yeah, man. I it was, was a good, good try, though. Yeah, Randall is the, the nicest, the nicest three-quarter guy ever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not gonna come. Even kill Randall today, because like you said, he, like he, he played forty. He played forty minutes, <laughs> and I know he was gassed. Yeah. The, the Knicks had several players over thirty minutes, actually. Yeah, Alec Burks thirty five, yeah. Mitch Robinson thirty three, yeah. R.J. Barrett thirty nine, Randall uh, forty. Yeah. That's I guess that happens when you when you're. You can say we you could you can say we were gas. You looking at the the John Morant thirty seven, John Morant thirty seven. Yeah. Just one more thing before I get off the phone. Like, um, so I, I saw some interview. I think it was Berman who was talking about found out like apparently uh, Julius Randall was actually out of shape this year um he came in out of shape apparently um i heard that and so yeah and so it's on uh, you know i guess that i guess that's why he's been taking you know uh taking a lot of time off this year so if you look a lot of the, at the defensive stats right it's like you look at the defensive stats when basically when the opposing shooter basically shoots against julius or whatever you know his percentage is kind of low and so it seems like he's a pretty good defender. But if you're watching again, you see, like, a lot of times he just lets his man run right by him half the time. He yeah. doesn't stay with his man most of the time. And so, you know, it kind of got me thinking, like, how are they calculating those, like, you know, defensive stats? And it's obviously whoever challenges the shot is the person that, like, that goes to. And so Julius Randle just basically lets his man run right by him and Mitch challenges the shot that goes on Mitch's stat, right? Right. And so, you know, and it kind of makes you, like, you know – you kind of have to recalculate all that stuff, like game by like, kind of look at the game and then see like, you know, how many, you know, how many times that his man just like, you know, he Blow just by him. Nah, it makes sense. You know, and then, and so it's just like his defensive stat this year is just horrendous. But look, I don't want to pick on him because he's been playing pretty decent in the last few games. Although efficiency was terrible today, but I think that's the biggest thing. Defense, like, is just not there this year. Um, and obviously he was out of shape, and it finally came out that he was out of shape. So, you know, I guess you know we there we have it. Yeah, it's so. interesting. It's interesting too because Tom Thibodeau was giving all the praise. So I'm not sure who is, is Tom lying or or is 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 Mark Berman misinformed because beginning of the season Tom is like he had this whole video montage. Yeah, 
Uh, I, re I respect Randall because, you know, he was the most approved player last season, and he came in this season, and he's just as good. And he just put in just just as work, more much work, and even more. And da, 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 da. so he had me all hyped in the beginning of the season. Like, oh, yeah, Randall's coming back with a vengeance. And then this comes out, so I'm not even sure what's what, to be honest with you, man. I don't really even know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really a lot of times they just be lying anyway just to kind of like – you know, the thing is, and in some ways you kind of appreciate that sometimes because you can't devalue your asset, right, especially you don't want the coach trying to, like, make, make that asset. You know, not like their regular property, but I feel you. you don't want to make the players look bad, right? Don't because amp it, though. Don't amp it. purposes. Yeah. <laughs> don't amp it. Just shut, just shut up. Don't be like, yo, this is the yeah. best offseason he ever had. <laughs> no, nah, just, just let him come in and don't say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, thank you guys for taking my call, man. Yeah, uh, uh, great show. You guys have a good night. All right, man. Have, too, a, man. have a good night. Definitely have a good night. Uh, somebody said, yo, Jay Ellis, you need to, you need to make these Tisby Tibbin t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, might as well. <laughs> might as I'm not, I'm starting to see me sprinkled on the Twitter too, so I'm not, I might as well, I'm probably I'm I probably should make the tips be tipping. <laughs> yeah, but but my th my thing is, what's up with all these Knicks being out of shape coming to the season? Like first we heard Mitch was out of shape, we heard now we hearing Julius Randle's out of shape. Even though to me, I'm looking at Randle, I did like looking at him. It didn't look like he was out of shape unless he was just out of basketball shape. Yeah. So, I mean, that's probably it. But I'm like, nah, I need I need these guys to come into camp in shape so that when the season comes, they're in shape. None of this coming into the season out of shape and then, and then get it into shape as the season is going on. Now nah, you hurt the team that way. Come into camp in shape. I feel you. I, all I have to say is I wish once in my life I would come in – to the season out of shape, and I'll be looking like Julius Randle. All right? That'll be a happy day for you. Yeah, exactly. Facts. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> I'll take that any day of the week. <laughs> all right. All right, man. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to make this a short show, man. Short show. I'm not going to lie. I'm exhausted, guys. I had a long day. Um, but next show. Listen, next game is up. The next game we have is against the Brooklyn Nets. And you already know how I feel about the, the paint jobs. Anytime we play them, I want, I want to beat them. Um, we're going back home, so it'll be no Kyrie. Yeah. And it's going to be Knicks versus Kevin Durant. Um, we're a little bit shorthanded, so it should be a little bit of a dogfight. But hopefully we win this game. And I don't know. The other, in other news, we have uh, Grimes should be close to coming back. I keep hearing he, he's close to coming back. I haven't really exactly heard an exact timetable, though. So keep an eye out for Grimes. Um, hopefully, he'll shorten some of these minutes of these other Knicks. Also, Obi was a game-time decision, so hopefully Obi is back for that game as well. And, um, yeah, so, yeah. And Picks for Timmy says, dude's better play. Yeah, dude's better play, man. Dude's better play, for sure. For yeah. sure. <laughs> Because, uh, you know, he's been getting extra time because these power forwards have been here. Um, so hopefully even the power forwards are here, like he gets another shot because you already know how Tisby tipping. Man. We have one bad game or one bad showing. Sometimes it's a wrap for you. All right. Exactly. <laughs> All right, yo. That is our show. Um, When is the next game? The next game is on Sunday, right? It's Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. 1 p.m. It's an early game. Sunday, 1 p.m. game. So, um, yeah, we're going to be right here, back here, talking Knicks basketball. And we probably might have Raw back for that game because it is a 1 p.m. game on a Sunday. So, we'll see you then, all right? Ryan G.
Let them know where they can find you, sir. You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S I R G is C H I L L I N. You can also find me at Sir G's Corner on Instagram, where the video's on hiatus right now because I'm kind of busy. But once the busyness goes away, I'll go back to posting videos where I talk Knicks and other sports. And also, you can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. All right. Hey, also, we already know where to find us, sir, right? You find us, guys. Find us on the KOT Show on Twitter, the Nick of Time Show on Instagram, and you can also find us on Facebook as well. You can get your, your merch, man. Get your, your KOT merch at the Nick of Time Show.com slash catalog. And also, you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, every place where you can listen to podcasts. We are there as well. All right. All right, that's our show, man. When the kids don't play, it's like, come on, like. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, man, like when the kids don't play, everybody is pissed, man. Everybody is freaking pissed. Yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. All right, what? Well, that is our show. Thank you guys for watching, and as always, shout out the worldwide west. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here, all right? That is our show. We out of here. Peace. New York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams.